Hey everybody, what's going on? On this episode of the podcast, we have a special guest. Uh, his name is is uh, John Brisson, but we will get to that in just a second. Uh, Rosie, how you doing, man? Doing well. <laughs> it's been a good week. It has. Um, uh, I'm like... <laughs> All right, I need cats out of the bag. We record this intro after we do the entire podcast. Yeah. And... My brain is mush right now from all of the information in this podcast that we're about to drop on. Yeah, as you can tell, it's long. Yes, it's very long. (laughs) And uh, John, so John is an invest. We'll just get it. John is an investigative reporter, and he uh, he is he He has a YouTube channel called We've Read the Documents, where he reads the documents, the documents, (laughs) and he does so much research. Yeah, it is insane. Probably one of the most thorough investigative yeah. reports. I, I mean, like, he doesn't talk about it unless he's researched it and has evidence. Yeah. His like, knowledge is insane. <laughs> his recall and was insane, yeah. His uh, his channel, if you go, or, or, there's going to be links to it. Yeah. You I highly, highly suggest. His, there's stuff, I watch video, That's I stumbled upon him, and that's how we became, I guess, friends or, Yeah. yeah was I stumbled upon his YouTube channel and watched a bunch of videos. And I was like, oh, my God, I've never heard of any of this stuff. <laughs> and I feel so stupid. Why is no one else talking about this? And, yeah. Anyways. So, yeah. So, you're going to have a real treat. Listen to this. And this is literally just, we're going to. The, the, scratch the surface. Yeah, we're scratching the surface. But it's an hour and 30 minutes of one topic. <laughs> he has vast topics that he talks about in his YouTube yeah, channel. Yeah, it's not just this. Yeah. But, uh. So yeah, we kicking it off. Halloween is going to come before the next episode. Right. So we're getting ahead of that. This is our Halloween quote unquote episode. That's right. If you will. Um, and we're going to, as we've done in the past, I think last Halloween. We did. We did one about. Uh, ghosts and. Uh, ghosts. Some. Demons, uh, ghosts and things maybe like that. Some, oh, I thought we were dispelling. Well, okay. We've done previous episodes where we. Defend Christianity from like the Salem witch trials or the yeah. crusades. That was more in the vein of what I was thinking of. Yeah. And so this one is in the vein of, you've probably heard about satanic panic, the satanic panic, the crazy Christians going crazy in the eighties and nineties. Yeah. And I don't want to give too much cause we do talk about what it means, but so was there any, here's a question I'm rhetorically asking everybody. <laughs> Was it founded in reality? Were all these people just going crazy because Christians see demons behind every bush and in every corner? That's right. Or That's, or, or, or is it real? Is it real? Yeah. Is there or is there actually a child molester right behind every corner? Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <We're> gonna, <laughs> yeah. Both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so we're gonna get th- that's gonna be a good one. And it's you, really good. Yeah, and um, but hey, man, let's do some housekeeping stuff. Okay. What do you know, man? Hey, did you know? Yes. That no, I just don't. There know. is an infamous pirate named Benjamin Hornigold, Hornigold, and he once raided a ship just to steal their hats. <laughs> their hats. Their hats. Here, what, what kind of hats? Real quick. Yeah. Nineteen seventeen. Seventeen. Hornigold hunted down a merchant ship off the coast of Honduras. As his crew boarded, Hornigold explained that the reason behind this particular uh, he explained the reason behind this particular plunder. 
he and his crew had gotten wasted the night before and then their drunken haze threw their hats into the sea. <laughs> they needed new ones and they intended to get them the only way they knew how to do things to get things in general. Yeah. Rating. Steal them. Yeah. The merchants of the invaded ship pleaded with the pirates to spare their lives. To their surprise, they got what they wanted. Hornigold let the bareheaded merchants continue on their journey. <laughs> that's so funny. I mean, it's just so, that's so pirate. Like, yeah. Oh, get I drunk, I got so threw drunk. all their hats off, and they're like, we can't be pirates if we don't have hats. That's right. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Here, here's another. Uh, I've just been throwing double. It's, you have. it's honestly because I find so many, and we don't do that many. I know. We don't do enough. All right. So there is this guy who is the chief fortune writer at Wonton Foods, the manufacturer that touts itself, itself as being one of the world's largest producers of fortune cookies yeah so this dude donald lau was the head writer of fortune cookie things <laughs> the writer <laughs> yeah he wrote fortune cookie fortunes yeah he did it for 30 years and he retired because he had writer's block <laughs> <laughs> uh, i mean i thought they just wrote like this was two years ago he quit over writer's block <laughs> i thought they just wrote like 10 10 fortune cookies like fortunes and then they just repopulate them into all the different you know like print them off and just put them in all the cookies maybe i mean that's what i thought i've gotten I, the same one like multiple times yeah i can't i don't know how anyways he got <laughs> so he just quit 30 years i'm done what if he's getting it's like, like there's no more for i've written all of the fortunes he's he's getting disability or like uh what's long-term disability for writer's Black. block or workman's comp workman's maybe. comp yeah yeah <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Dude. Well, so there you go. So, uh, wait, what's that? Oh. Yeah. All right. It's time for our baby update. Baby update. Weekly. Week 24. Big yes. as a pomegranate. All right. It is 11.5 not, inches. No, not it. She. She is 11. And by the way, I don't know if you noticed this on our colorful soundboard here. The baby update button I changed is, it. It's, it's pink. Yeah, well, for her, it because it 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 hasn't come out yet and told us what gender it wants to be. Identified no, we as. don't go that way. But yes, no. In no. this case, she's a girl. All right. Well, it's putting on more weight. <laughs> it's accumulating baby fat, growing muscles, organs, bones. The auditory system is rapidly advancing, which means if. It frequently hears a certain song. <laughs> now, it is more likely to recognize uh, it and feel calmed by it when it is born. And uh, it is sporting white eyelashes, eyebrows, and hair. Sweet. They have not acquired pigment yet. Girl. I love you, little girl. I love you. Even though Rosie doesn't. I love you, too. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh... This is an amazing podcast episode, and yes. and we're gonna. I want to encourage all of our listeners to follow John. Get go check out his YouTube. Click the links in the bio that we're gonna have, or in the uh, in the show notes that we're gonna put up there, because he's worth he's worth it. And you you want to educate yourself, yeah. And uh, I just great guy, instant friends. Like it's one of those one of those moments, you know, when we were talking. Yeah, and there's a lot of like pauses in this because we're honestly speechless or just yeah. like i don't i don't know what to 
Yeah, it's not bad interviewing. It's just <laughs> I'm trying to inter- I'm trying to There's digest so what much. I just heard. Yeah, and like, how do I parlay this into the next? I don't want to sound stupid. <laughs> right. Well, I am stupid, so I don't have to worry about that. Yeah, you don't. Oh man. So, uh, anyways, yeah. um, you know, I, I mean, we did not ask him this question. Wait, what? Oh, I'm an idiot. Why are you gay? <laughs> we we did not. We did ask him that question. But he is not. He's not gay. No, no way. No, he's got kid. He's got kid. Yeah, and but I mean, he probably thinks that we, that we uh, <laughs> smoking that sticky, sticky green stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we have to work those in every. We we made a vow to you people that we we're going to work it in. No, you made you made a <laughs> vow that you wanted them on every episode, uh, and we're just struggling to put them in. We are. We're trying to figure out ways to put them in. So yeah. that's just the best way. to Anyways, do it. we also have fundraiser yes. information. For a veteran, yes, that uh, great need is in need. If you drop can, in a link, if you yeah. can donate, this is the first. All we talked about doing fundraisers, and donations. Yeah. yeah, feel free. We, we dropped the link in there. Yeah, feeling generous. Yeah, anything helps. Yeah, anything helps. And we're so blessed. We don't need your money, but if you can give it to someone else, go for it. Yeah, that's what, so. We'll give you. So we'll put the link. So that's what the link's for. The link is for that. Help this guy out. Yeah. So, all right. So let's get with it, man. So sit back, grab a coffee, and enjoy. You're listening to the All Out War Podcast. Hello, Warriors. Welcome to another episode of All Out War. I am Turner, and I'm in the studio with Rosie. What's up, Rosie? Hey, what's up, man? Yeah. We have a special guest. We've been talking about him. His name is John Brisson, and you can you can reach him on Twitter at We've Read, We've underscore Red at Twitter, or you can listen to him on YouTube at We've Read the Documents. John, welcome to the podcast, my friend. Thank you for having me, both Turner and Rosie. Uh, huge fan of the podcast. Love All Out War. Love what you guys are doing. And uh, tonight's uh, podcast, or I guess today's podcast, whatever depends on where you listen to it, um, it's going to be a very dark subject and a subject that some people are going to have a very difficult time believing that even as high as places of our federal government could be involved in such heinous crimes. But the documentation is there and spiritual warfare and the battle against Satan and everything that is dealing with the finders cult that we talk about tonight with their connections of Satanism and child trafficking and child abuse. It is all real, very real. Mm. So, okay, that's let's, perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> let's just jump into this. Why don't we, you, you mentioned the finders cult. We're going to spend time on that tonight. So why don't we get a backstory on this for our listeners that don't know anything about it, just sort of a summary to get them up to speed, and then you can go wherever you want with it. <laughs> okay, so the, the, the Finders Cult um, was a cult that was started by a gentleman named Marion Petty. And Marion Petty um, was um, known as the Game Caller. Um, and Marion Petty... Uh, was originally uh, born and raised in the Culpeper, Virginia area, which is um, odd about maybe 50 miles, maybe a little bit more south uh, east, actually southwest of um, Washington, D.C. You can actually yep. pass, if you're going up 95, you can pass an exit uh, sign for Culpeper, uh, uh, Virginia, um, which I passed through many times going up north. Um, but yes, he grew up in, in that general area, and that would be where the Finders Cult, one of their main locations, uh, would be. 
uh, during that time period. So um, Marion Petty, um, I mean, even from his early childhood, uh, his, uh, his grandfather, uh, Puller Bunker, was a grave digger. And uh, Marion Petty used to go grave digging with his, with, his, with his childhood friends. And actually, one time they had a club uh, when he was a kid where they found a skull um, and, and at Banning Cemetery when they were going grave digging. And they actually would hold it when, they, when the group, supposedly according to Marion Petty, would hold meetings. They'd put the skull in front of, you know, the center of the group so they could remind themselves of their own mortality when they were children. Wow. They were children. They wow. were doing rituals like this. Okay, so I mean, it's all the whole this whole narrative is going to be all. It's all you know, good you know, good faith and good fun. You know, all of this. You know, it, it's just it's just it's not. It's it's sick and it's evil. And I there's no way uh, once you know all the evidence and once you go across everything, um, it's hard to deny that. Just much like these quote unquote satanic panic. Uh, exactly. That was going on, uh, Turner and Rosie, during the 1980s, where McMartin Preschool, uh, the Franklin cover-up, the Franklin scandal, uh, which was actually documented by Republican uh, Nebraskan Senator John DeCamp. It wasn't just some guy who magically made up uh, this scandal, but it was, you know, there's a lot of hefty weight behind it. Um, there's other, uh, many, so many different ones, whether it's um, uh, West Point, uh, which Rudolph Giuliani helped supposedly uh, cover up. Um, that was the scandal that happened in the daycare at West Point, the Presidio daycare, of course, um, with the involvement, supposed involvement of uh, Colonel Michael Aquino, um, head of the, the Temple of Set, known Satanist, mm-hmm. a military official. Um, I mean, the list goes on. Uh, uh, Glendale Monastery School, which has its own um, tie-in with the Finders, with James Tower, who was convicted for um, molestation of, of children. There was numerous, numerous cases that you probably heard of um, during that time period that you were led to believe was the satanic panic. It wasn't real. Uh, it was just, you know, the moral panic of Christians and, 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 and people who uh, were looking around for pedophiles on every corner, you know, stranger danger. And uh, there was no truth to any of these cases. Well, I'm here to tell you today uh, that at the bare minimum, especially let's say McMartin, for example, uh, uh, there's enough forensic evidence. Every, there's a book called uh, The Witch Hunt Narrative by Rossi Chet. Uh, where Rossi Chet doesn't even believe in the tunnels or the ritual abuse or anything that's talked about in McMartin. He just says, based off of the forensic evidence, the court documents, that, that that children were molested by Raymond Bucky. And, I mean, let me ask you guys a question. Let me ask you a question, uh, Turner Rosie. Would you let uh, your child's preschool teacher, uh, while he's um, uh, reading uh, Playboys, uh, uh, have children, your children on his lap while his mother allegedly was uh, visually checking um, – her son for erections while he was having children on his lap. Does that sound like normal behavior to you guys at all? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, absolutely not. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, that's... but we're led to believe that, you know, McMartin was one of the costliest trials in the United States history and, and no one did anyone wrong. And, uh, and uh, none of the ch- children were molested and it's all satanic panic. Right. If we could just stop real quick. So I was going to say, I love this. So basically for these people, for anyone, because Turner's old is is old <laughs> and was around in the eighties. I was I around was, in the eighties. A lot of our listening audience probably is were born. Yeah, weren't born. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't born in the eighties yet. I was um, born. In, I was born in the mid eighties myself. Oh, okay, I was very, just on the cusp of ninety. Uh, you so, young boys, you. <laughs> but uh, for anyone that doesn't know, there's this the the whole satanic panic thing. Uh, was it? Uh, 
Mario, oh, I can't think his name. Uh, not Riviera. Geraldo. 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 Geraldo Rivera. Yeah. Yeah. He he did like a, a thing on national TV, and they did all these like exposés, and basically the the culture at the time, this satanic panic, is uh, was used as like a to d- derive us like these Christians of people saying like so it was a mock it was a mockery we were, we yeah were crying that, wolf you know all that yeah and yeah. it was basically which we're going to get into is that parents were their kids were saying hey this stuff's happening at preschools all over the country and uh, I mean j- just the that's just the tip of stuff that's going on and these parents are saying like oh there's these satanists that are running around doing this and they're, you know, all these kids are being molested and stuff like that. And basically what the, the popular culture went out to prove was that we're Christians and we're just, you know, the moral majority. We're trying to, you know, hamp, dampen on people's freedoms. I'm sure they said stuff like that. And we're just crazy. Yeah. So that's what the this culture of the, there was the a, satanic panic was of, you know, rock music. So I, they, they made it to an, a character caricature to just an extreme can, and i can just add to that because i did grow up i was born in in the in 70 so <laughs> i was i was in my teens when all this was happening i remember i was not a christian i became a christian at 18 and uh i but i remember back in 80 oh, I, was, damn, I was gonna say like 48 or something <laughs> make a joke but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i'm not that old man <laughs> and trust me it's coming your way but uh the, I remember there was a in with inside the church there was all of this oh rock music and there was all of these you know backmasking was becoming huge and they were like people would go to churches and literally play they would have like entire special services on a Sunday night where some guy would come in and talk about the dangers of rock music and all of the backmasking messages from Satan and all of that and there was just this heightened sense of satanic activity and I don't know what. What fueled all of that? I don't know because I had just be- I was just become aware of being born again. So I was like, everything was new to me. You mm-hmm. know, like for the first time, I realized, oh my gosh, there is God, there is a Satan, there is evil, yeah, there's good and evil. Yeah, like, and I had been rescued from the dark. And uh, I remember in the churches though there was that too. So there was some legitimacy to what Revol- R- Geraldo was doing and all these other groups, but in the sense of underneath it, there was a reality of some real activity that was happening. And I think, I don't know if we said it already here, but it was like, uh, I think you summed it up really great, John, that it was almost like mass discernment yeah. that even if people, uh, it's, it, it seems like, uh, obviously I wasn't there, but it seems like everyone was kind of aware of something is not right. And we may not know exactly what it is, but something's not right. And that got chalked up to being crazy Christians that one paranoid demon paran- behind every bush. Yeah, there's a, yeah. And so anyway, that's yeah. just for people that aren't aware of what the culture was. That's kind of what it was. Yeah. They're just crapping on Christians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, hundred percent, and it still continued. It disappeared. Do you think all those abuses stopped? I sure, I sure don't. No, right. not yeah. my slightest bit. They, it's just you know. But now everybody, and, and the thing is, is as much as this is one thing that really grinds my gears, and I'll go on it for a second, is that. Say what people want to say about the Russian narrative when it comes to Trump, you know, whether because two sides, whether it's fake or true or whatever. That's not what I'm discussing here. What I'm discussing is, is it, it saddens me that conservatives on Twitter will, will, will link in the witch hunts, you know, like the mm-hmm. witch hunt of Donald Trump yeah. to the McMartin witch hunts. Right. And I mean, Mike, Michael Savage did in one of his most recent books. And then not only did Dr. Savage not 
um, you know, do research in McMartin, whether it's true or not or anything. He just literally his, his article, his, his linked article for it, like his links, his references were like list verse articles. <laughs> and I'm sitting here and I'm like, okay, so, you know, and it, 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 it makes me sad because all these conservatives who are supposed to have Christian values are going to say, well, McMartin's a witch hunt too, just like Trump's being witch hunt. Right. And I'm like, how's this helping anything? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, all right. So for, people are going to wonder who's McMartin. You're going to have to tell us who that. It was the preschool. Okay, got okay. Yeah, so McMartin was McMartin Preschool was a preschool in Manhattan Beach, California, that dealt with uh, Virginia McMartin was the owner. She was Raven uh, Bucky's uh, grandmother, and then you have uh, Raven Bucky's mother, Peggy Bucky, who worked for the school too as well, and Ray Bucky, uh, her son, and Virginia McMartin's grandson, who worked for the uh, school too as well. So he was the guy looking at the Playboys with the kids on his lap. Yes, he was. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. And the one who allegedly, and I do believe and stand by it, at the bare minimum molested children. At the grand maximum, there was satanic ritual abuse that was going on mm. to the highest order to those children. And the tunnels were real, and children were being trafficked to world elites and stuff through those tunnels and ferried off through private jets similar to Pizzagate. Um, I, I was just going to say that. that. Yeah. So I was going to say that sounds exactly like that. So our audience, we did an episode on it and. Everything yeah. like that. So I, I think this is just like the early. It, it, I'm sure it even happened before that, but it just is again. You, this, uh, uh, I mean, it just when you just listed everything, I'm like, yeah, yeah, check, 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 check. We just uh, like this was just in the news. The same stuff. They really haven't changed the routines of just this evil that they're going on. But I'm sorry, that was a, a whole caveat away. Um, no, no, no! It hundred percent yeah. connects. It connects to everything. I mean, if you want, if you want to go even further, I guess to drop something not sound. But there's a, a blog called viceofview.com. Does excellent work. The guy's name is Recluse. Uh, that does yeah. work on there. Uh, he, it, I mean, it, all this connects. The serial killers like David Berkowitz, yep. um, the son of Sam Killings, and John Wayne Gacy to all these pedophile groups. I mean, everything that I've mentioned, all the Satanic Panic, Franklin, Epstein. Pizzagate, Nexium, they all connect. The players may change, but it's still occurring. Even if you want to talk about even, you know, Moloch worship exactly. and sacrificing the children, you know, back, far back as the Old Testament and Babylon. And it, it's, it's the same. The players may change, but it's the same operation. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm sorry. So if you could continue on when you, I, I feel really bad now for getting you off the, uh, that train of thought. So no, no, uh, no. It was important. With, it was I, I, I wanted to cover that because so many people display a satanic, you know, ritual abuse that it did not occur, or at the bare minimum that these children were not molested, and it sickens me to my stomach. Right. I mean, it's it's it, it's, it's I don't even yeah. But um. So I have a question so, for you, John. Y- um, yes. So this is a question. My wife and I were just discussing this a, a couple hours ago, and we were talking. About, we were discussing about you coming onto the podcast. One of the questions she had, and I, and I, this is a question that I asked the Sharp Edge. We had her on a couple of weeks ago, or a month ago, or something. And it was why pedophilia? Why is that the attractive thing that these occultists and these Satanists um, are drawn to? And um, you know, she that was her question. Like, why? Why is it always kids? And my get, my guess is, is it, it's like you guys have talked about. Um, the Satanists can't really create, they can only destroy. Mm-hmm. So what is the most heinous act that they can do, which is destroy the innocence that God has given uh, to the world? Mm-hmm. Um, you yeah. know, children, you know, they are 
you can, some people argue there's an age of accountability of whether or not they inherit the sins of the father. Um, but you know, children are one of the greatest creations that God has, has given us or has given, you know, mankind. And so even Yeshua, you know, Jesus said himself, you know, those who lead the little children astray, male millstone be hung around their neck because in that theory, um, you know, you know, Jesus, I believe is saying, you might as well take care of them because if I have to take care of them, it's going to be much, much worse. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So it's, it, I mean, some people could say it can be because there's power in the blood, uh, similar to uh, like a, like a, a virgin type sacrifice mm. um, that Moloch and, and, or Satan, you know, would, would, would prefer the power being antithetical to, to, to Jesus's sacrifice mm. um, of, the, of the, the power of his blood. Some people, would argue that some people will say the mockery of, of it. Yeah. Yep. Mockery of that. Uh, some people would say it's, it's, it's the kind of like brownstone rings of, of international blackmail. You know, mm-hmm. they used to yeah. say that um, the playboy mansion was a brownstone operation where, you know, Hugh Hefner would get some businessman or some congressman or woman, you know, go, Hey, I got a couple of playboy bunnies up there for you up in a special room, you know, and, well, they go have sex and then, you know, Hef or the CIA or FBI or whoever's, you know, behind them. He says, well, you know, there's people he had sex with. Well, they were 15 and we got it on camera. There's not really much you can do, you know, say, so, you know, there, there have been hints of brownstone operations being run, Epstein, Nexium, blackmail rings, Franklin scandal since forever. So it could be the power, you know, aspect of world governments wanted to use it for blackmail, mm-hmm. the world order, you know, wanting to use it for blackmail. Or it could be, like I said, it could be a perversion, uh, taken away of innocence. It could be any of those or it could be all of those. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So let's let's jump in a little bit more then to, yeah. Yeah. So there's all these, uh, all these, so obviously we just singled out the McMartin one because that I would, beg to say is probably the most publicized of them in the, I don't know, the yes. milieu of whatever it is. Right. Um, but there was like, you mentioned uh, all those different ones that just, there were all, there are tons of them. And there are tons, uh, tons. Yeah. So country walk, Friedman case. I mean, many. Right. So, so that's all happening. And uh, where, where do we go from there with all these well, I guess we could keep talking about the finders. So Marion Petty, um, he would end up uh, uh, putting a phoenix up on his chest, you know, just a tattoo, a whole phoenix in his chest, you know, mm-hmm. and, and he'd later threaten his parents that he was going to kill them if they wouldn't emancipate him or let him go so he could join the United States Army, wow. uh, which he did as a, a teenager in, 1930, in 1933. Uh, and, and so he, he joined the military. uh Said he lost his virginity in a whorehouse at the age of thirteen. And this is um, this, this is Skull Kid, the kid that yes, started yes, yes, the grave yes. robbings and started a, a a skull robbing thing. Um, which I was just gonna say, doesn't Skull and Bone Society um, up at Yale? They, that sounds very similar. They also pass around. Is there any connection to that? I just thought of that. Not not offhand, but I mean, yes, it is very similar. Okay. If if not not a, not a, not a you know I, I no connection. Mary Petty never went to, to any college. Okay. Uh, but yes, that would be very similar in ritual. Yes. Okay. okay. Definitely. And the finders actually would later do this too, as well. When they actually become a group, when they become together, um, they would also have a, a skull where they would put it in the center of meetings too. This is something Mary and Petty would do throughout his whole life. Hmm. 
Um, so Marion Petty, of course, he, World War II, he ends up getting, uh, buy, purchases some apartments, um, one on 22nd Street uh, in Washington, D.C., and, and one on, on Glover, in Glover Park. Um, and he keep those apartments allegedly open for intelligence and counterintelligence people that, to stay in the Washington, D.C. area when they come into town um, during the 1940s while he was in the military. Um, later, he would uh, meet uh, many, many people as he became a, a chauffeur uh, for the Army Air Corps at the time um, because of Henry Hap Arnold uh, gave him the job uh, for that. So he would drive around in many famous names that you guys would recommend, like George Patton, J. Edgar Hoover, Harry S. Truman, Dwight D. Eisenhower, uh, Lyndon Baines Johnson, of course, all before they were presidents, mm-hmm. um, and General Ira Aker. Uh, so a lot of famous people that Petty had, you know, that, that were in the government and that were in the military that Petty had access to. Now, guess where, guess how Petty quite claims, quote unquote, that he made all this money to eventually fund the finders and to buy all this land that he called the free state, which was hundreds of acres where they found like this human hippie commune, mm-hmm. hundreds of acres around Nether, Virginia. Guess how he claims that he made that money. <laughs> That was going to be my question. I I was like, how did he buy apartments from being in the military? He claims that he got all this money by gambling. Uh You know, just dice games between military men. I actually think it was. Uh Now, what is in this investigative leads memo that got leaked, uh, that is unconfirmed where it got leaked from, he got the money from all these connections that he made of all these people he made. They were like, hey, you know, give me some money to fund, you know, do what I want to do. And and they did yeah, so that's yeah. that's supposedly where he got that money the money to fund all this or the foundation of the fighters cult that would be years later so um petty would be discharged um uh from the uh, military uh after world war ii um allegedly just because he just was like hey i want to be discharged and they were like um okay fine you're discharged <laughs> and and he would uh, allegedly uh, um uh go uh he wouldn't necessarily attend Georgetown University um, as a student, but he would actually receive some intelligence training there. Of course, Georgetown mm-hmm. University being a famous Jesuit institution. Yep. Um, and then later uh, would go to the U.S. Air Force Intelligence Training School in Frankfurt, Germany in the late uh, mid to late uh, 1950s. Um, so, of course, when he was discharged from the military, there's a story of how Petty just traveled the world and went to numerous military bases and nuclear institutions and claimed that he had top secret security during this time. So he would just go to military institutions and nuclear <laughs> institutions in Europe when he was over there, just stroll on by because he was called the stroller before he was called the game caller, just stroll and, you know, and no one would question him doing any of this stuff at all. It just any of this, yeah, <laughs> a totally normal uh, guy. <laughs> just let him. That's that's insane. Yeah, he must have been a pretty. He must have been a pretty um, I, I, charismatic. I, yeah, or just yes, r- really quick on his feet, kind of conniving dude. He was very, very, very smart, very intelligent. Marion Petty was, um, and, and and again, I'm just laying the groundwork that this man has been an intelligence in part in the military since forever okay it wasn't like just one day you know the cia approached him and they were like hey you want to be you want to find this code and you want to do trafficking for us no 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 no. petty's been in it since since i would argue since since his teenage years Mm. Mm. have been blackmailed and you know possibly the whorehouse he went to was a brownstone operation even back then you know And, and 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 
And so he's met all those people that I named. I mean, and there's it's not more. Coincidental. I mean, yeah. No, not at all. I mean, you know, Charles E. Marsh, uh, he was um, personal advisor to, to, to President Wilson and one of the founding members of the Council on Foreign Relations. Mm-hmm. Um, he was good friends w- with, with Petty and supposedly gave him some money too as well and also uh, bought uh, those some of those acres of land directly from Charles Edward Marsh. So it, it never ends or it's just all connected. Right. I was going to say, again, to hop back to present day, the connections, again, are just lining up my head with uh in my head with jeffrey epstein again yeah. this guy that uh it, they said he was smart although i don't believe he even finished college before he started teaching at that preparatory school right yes but he uh here's this guy all of a sudden some old guy that he did, handled his hedge okay william barr's yeah, dad yeah yeah but weird. i, but yeah. I mean uh all of a sudden the seagram's guy i think it oh. was or the Victoria's Secret guy just happened to send Lex Wexner. Yeah. Wexler, yeah, exactly. Just gives him all this money, and then all of a sudden he just happens to get into international trafficking of children <laughs> and all this other stuff. It just seems it, it, he's, I guess, to kind of put it in the modern day context, is just this guy that just is either super lucky or this <laughs> guy that's uh, been almost set up from the start. I was going to say it sounds like. These people, I, I don't want to uh, get into, I, I don't want to, don't take this as theologically sound when I say this, but it seems like <laughs> someone is, he's really like a tool of Satan. Like well, yes. there is some extra stuff outside of just happenstance that seems to be directed towards this guy. Well, I, uh, can I add to that? Yeah. So I, I think too, he was useful for the system. They needed yes. him, right? So they would they would make sure he had the money he needed, so that he could do what he needed to do. Exactly. You know, how do you think he got? How do you think he financed an to buy an island? Right. That doesn't. It takes billions of dollars. Yeah. And and for his education level and his experience and what was his job? You know, like all of these things. I oh, think, Epstein! You're talking about Epstein. yeah. Epstein. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, Epstein. He was he was literally a tool for them in the system, and I and who knows? Maybe he. They saw that he was coming. It was going to get exposed anyways, and they—that's why they, you know, hung him. Yeah, in his cell <laughs> exactly. or whatever. But <laughs> so, uh, suicided him. Or with Marion Petty, is you could say the same thing about him too. Yes, you know, or you could say, well, just like Epstein, because we really don't know much about Epstein's early years. More right. than we we know more about Petty's than we do about Epstein. Which is, I mean, yeah. there's a good possibility that Epstein is the same as Petty that he's always been involved from right. the very beginning. Yeah. Um, and it's the same with Petty. And, and I do agree that Satan uses, you'll see a whole bunch of people who join the finders. Hopefully we'll get to talk about a few of them who they definitely, you know, you know how they say good people will cross your lives for other good people and kind of like work on this network together of people, you know, you know, Christians, uh, you know, are, are working together to help the world and stuff like that. Well, there's right. also the opposite of that too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, you know, light attracts light and dark attracts dark. Absolutely. So yeah. it's, it's the same with this in that, you know, Marion Petty, a lot of people, a few people hope we get to them talk about that were part of it. One of them being, uh, you guys have seen, I would assume the movie patch Adams, right. With yep. uh, Robin Williams. <laughs> yep. I was going <laughs> to yeah. say Turner didn't know anything about that until I, I mentioned it. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, I'm sorry. I don't mean to keep not derailing. Patch Adams, man. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, I'm sorry. Patch Adams was a finder, and he was deeply, deeply within the cult. Actually, Marion Petty uh, gave him the money supposedly to found his Gehunzatite Institute, where he's taking care of all those children. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Oh man. But uh, yeah. So keep, keep going back to the story. I'm. This is. Uh, there's, am, a, there's a million rabbit trails. This. This yes, is but like, I, and yeah. I, I, I hate to keep derailing you, but uh, so he's <laughs> in this place. He buys all this land. He's got all this money. Where do we go from there? He starts a finders. Uh, he's, you know, he starts, he, he, he meets Toby Terrell, this former IRS agent. Um, and, and, and he, you know, with him, you know, they start buying up all these properties within the Washington DC area. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, two apartment buildings, the W street apartments, eventually a warehouse later on. And uh, they start the finders group, you know, and there's there's an inner group of people together within the finders. Uh, I guess get to briefly talk about a few members of the group. Um, Toby Terrell was one, like I mentioned, he was a former IRS IRS agent. Um, there's not really much a him as far as I'm sure, he, you know, because inner circle of the finders were called the crazies, hmm. and Hunter uh, Adams, Patch Adams's group was called the Zanies. <laughs> and investigative journal, journalist Charles Solka, who um, who actually knew the finders, was actually almost dated Marion Petty's uh, someone, one of his daughters, or someone related to him. And I don't remember exactly whom. Um, he he talks about how he knew that the crazies, that some of the members have told him, that they were practicing pedophilia. The inner circle of the finders, according mm-hmm. to Solka. Um, so. I'm like Toby Terrell was Marion Petty's right hand man. Now, unlike the rest of these people, this this group of characters, cast of characters I'm gonna talk about, he seems like the most. I mean, I mean, still, you know, he was into the human potential movement and into to new ageism and occultism and stuff like that. But there's not really so much when you're you know you're reading about him that you're like, well, well you know, he's definitely you, you can't really find much to stick to him. Or even petty, other than those connections I talked about earlier, stick to him to be like, well, yeah, you know, he definitely seems like someone that, you know, compared to other people, I guess I should mention uh, there was a there was a uh, an architect in the group. His name was Roy Mason. They called him the Mad Foamer, <laughs> and uh, Roy Mason was a, a homosexual uh, who was part of the World Future Society. And of course, you might recommend some of the names of the World Future Society, like Buckminster Fuller, Gene mm-hmm. Roddenberry, Ray Kurzweil, yep. Neil deGrasse Tyson, Carl Sagan. Um, and so he got his master's degree at Yale. I don't know if he was in Skull and Bones, but I do know <laughs> he got his master's degree in Yale. Um, and uh, so, you know, he, according to Charles Solka, um, Roy Mason was... I mean, he he liked to date underage boys, simply mm-hmm. put. Like, I don't, you know, I don't know what, in date and quotation mark, if by date, I mean, was a child sexual predator. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, you have him, you have actually one of the fighters being later convicted, uh, not too many years ago, a Theodore, Je- Gre- a Theodore Gregory Weiss. Uh, the reason why I can out him is because it's public knowledge. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was arrested for possession of child pornography uh, until his late adulthood in his 70s and 80s mm-hmm. uh, and was mm-hmm. sentenced for having possessing of child pornography. Um, you know how hard it was to get child pornography in the 70s and 80s? No, 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 no. Way he, harder. He, he, no, no. He got it now. He oh, was gotcha. charged he now was in his seventies. In his seventies and eighties. Yes. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Gotcha. Like, 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 like it was. Um, and actually, 
That's crazy. Actually, no, it wasn't. It wasn't that hard. Um, in in Rossi Chet's book, uh, there's talk about a woman who sold child pornography, and she was a mother uh, out of her hmm. California home. She was making five hundred thousand dollars a week. Jeez. Wow. In the 1980s. Wow. Wow. So it was not harder. It might be more accessible now, but it wasn't harder. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Michael Rios, he owned, he had a, a similar cult, similar to the fighters that was kind of like an offshoot. He was a fighters member called Community. He also in a community store back in 19, a uh, computer store called Community Computers hmm. back in 1980s. A lot, a lot of these, one thing you find about the finders, they're big in the human potential movement, which is kind of like this hippie movement, kind of like yeah. you are God type thing. And then they're also very big in technology, even in the 70s. Hmm. So, but Michael Rios, he uh, he uh, has this whole polyamory type cult village, hmm. you know, just love, you know, love is love, right. love, everything goes, <laughs> you know. So you see that a lot with, you know, the members you know, of the fighters, um, James F. Hallowell, who is Michael Hallowell, we'll get to him later when we talk about Tallahassee. His, uh, Michael Hallowell's father, James F. Hallowell, he was a scholar for 9-11 Truth, hmm. interestingly enough. Um, so yeah, this whole cast of characters, I mean, some were pedophiles, uh, some had, you know, connected to the truth movement. Uh, some had military backgrounds like the doctor to the finders, um, mm-hmm. who was a Ronald Alleman. He was a former green beret. Um, uh, I mean, the list goes on and on. I'm trying to think of anybody I think of, um, some of them adored Aleister Crowley, according to uh, Toby Terrell's book, The Game Car, like Stuart Miles Silverstone was into Crowley. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this is an ensemble cast of characters that were into drugs and and and, and you know, not all of them that I, I can't ascertain all. And we'll talk about that later. But there definitely were some that we knew that were into, you know, child pornography and child molestation some alleged some convicted right and and just into stuff that we would find as natural perversion you know as christians you know polyamory yeah um <clears throat> uh, new age you know him human potential your god type things you know it's this is what a lot of this what this the finders were a lot of it was was that mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the it, the it's it just uh it, it it never ceases to amaze, or this is one of those things that um, just when you're naming all these people, um, it it shows. I don't know how to say it in such a way. Uh, you mentioned Inslaw and the the octopus, and I, I like the the that analogy of it because the, the uh, just for everything that there's so much that you know it, when you're naming all these who's who, they may not all be. I don't know. Uh, I think of like some. Just uh, pick a secret society, and they're all into a certain thing. But this is really like the this inner circle is like there's one guy that's related to this offshoot of things, and they have another guy that's related to this, and they have yes. this uh, not compartmentalization, but it's almost like they keep it kind of lean. They're generous, but also they're generous with their societies where they let them go and yeah i meant uh, more so meant that they have their tentacles into so much different stuff yeah and they they really just spread across the board and that's what makes these things so insidious is it only takes one person to influence and connect all these certain dots but they're they're there 
Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So. <laughs> hey, John, you there? there? No, I was listening to you guys. Oh. I mean, I, <laughs> oh. I, I was, I, I mean, even sometimes I got to step, because even as a good investigative journalist, sometimes I have to step back and I got to go, am I right about this? Maybe I'm wrong about this, you know? Right. I mean, and we'll talk about, you know, we'll talk about, you know, what happened down there in Tallahassee, what was happening at the, at the uh, warehouse investigation in D.C. at the time. You know, but sometimes, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm like, well, maybe, maybe I'm wrong, you know, maybe not, but it, but it's, it's not just one connection. Like you, you guys had mentioned, it's not just one thing. Like if it was just one or two things, you kind of be like, huh, you know, right. Coincidences, you know, but when it's like a hundred things, you know, eventually you're like, well, it has it, to be. There's something there. Yeah. So, so we have this secret, this inner society, that's all these connected with all this different stuff. What? What what becomes of the finders? What is their modus operandi? What is their what do they do other than you know uh, one guy that's in intelligence operations? One guy you know what is the whole reason or the the being of them existing? Like what is their goal? According to the newest leaks that we got, was what vindicated what I said previously. Mm-hmm. They were collecting information locally and globally. They were disseminating information locally and globally. They were blackmailing mm. heads of state, possibly local and global. I mean, for example, the finders had passports to the USSR, USSR, China, North Vietnam, and North Korea during the 1950s to the 1980s. Mm. How do you get that? How do you get right. that access? Yeah, right. During those time periods, how did you go to those places without being intelligent? Please tell me. I, for the love of God, I want to know. Someone email right. Because, um, but yeah, I mean, th- th- now I also believe it was more more than that. It was mm-hmm. they were trafficking and selling children, according to the telexes that were found by Ramon J. Martinez. They were, you know, shooting child pornography and selling it, according to the beliefs of Detective John Stitcher of the Metropolitan Police Department. Um, they were... Uh, there was evidence of satanic rituals found, you know, they were, they were doing satanic rituals. Uh, of course, Toby Terrell says, well, yeah, the metropolitan police department, they picked out one or two books on occultism and overlooked the 40 Bibles we had. Yeah. Right. Toby. I believe that a hundred percent. Right. <laughs> I believe that as much as I could throw a brick. Yeah. Um, but allegedly books of mind control were found and, and everything. So, you know, this, this cult was, in bed with the United States Central Intelligence Agency and possibly the United States FBI through the United States FBI's foreign counterintelligence part of the FBI, Mm -hmm. which my belief was always the CIA operated on foreign soil and the FBI operated on domestic soil, but apparently the FBI has its own foreign soil division. Hmm. Um, I never knew that. Actually, in the report, they effectually call the FBI foreign counterintelligence uh, the FCIA, funny enough. Hmm. Uh, that was a little pet name right. uh, for it. Um, but yeah, I mean, they were disseminating evidence, spreading evidence, recording evidence, blackmailing, allegedly, allegedly child pornography was being shot, and allegedly transporting children and allegedly molesting children for the United States government, mm. allegedly. That's the, that's the biggie. That's the killer, yeah. So if I could... How do, and I'm going to say it in kind of a blunt way, and I don't really mean it uh, in any kind of mean or derivative way. What is, so how do the finders tie in with the satanic panic, the uh, ritual molestations of kids all across the country? 
Well, a couple of things. One, Toby Terrell and okay, okay. Let's just let's discuss what they found first in Tallahassee and Washington, yeah. and then I'll be able to tie that up. Cool. Okay. So the reason why the fighters' cults came to light um, that all of this was going on was that they were busted in Tallahassee, Florida, um, originally back on February 4th, 1987, mm-hmm. uh, which was on a Wednesday. A concerned citizen uh, whose name was Cindy Peterson that we later found through articles notified the police department that she saw six children played in Myers Park that were poorly dressed, bruised, dirty, and behaving like wild animals. Mm-hmm. Um, so the cops at approximately 4.50 p.m. Uh, with officers Tony Mashburn and Judy Sociochi, I think, um, they uh, approached uh, Doug- Douglas Edward Ommerman and Michael James Hallowell, uh, who were both fighters members in their late 20s. Um, so uh, they said that the children were en route to a brilliant school in Mexico for brilliant children. And uh, when they were, you know, go asking the, you know, the detectives were asking the children questions, you know, the children would later tell them and also tell them there that, you know, that they, that they, they followed a, a leader called the game caller, that they were fed only fruit and, Everything. And we'll get to why I think the children were abused at the bare minimum. They were at least neglected at the bare minimum. Right. Okay. Um, and, and, and these children, they were children. These children were children that were part of the fighters' cult. Okay. Um, and they're still alive today. I mean, the I'm not going to tell you where you can find them, but there's a <laughs> certain social media app. They 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 do exist. They are alive. Um, and and I will try to reach out to them and interview them to get their side. Um, which is important, I, you know, as investigative journalists, I should do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, um, the interesting thing about this is like, when I talk to you guys about what they all went through and everything, like, I don't think it was only just neglect and weird parenting techniques. Right. Yeah. And we'll get to why that is. Um, so the couple of things to take note that they found in this van that the finders were in, because Michael Hollowell and, 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 and uh, Douglas Ammerman were arrested. Okay, they were arrested uh, by the Tallahassee police cops over there um, because they they thought it was odd. I mean, when you guys think it was odd, you know, you come to a park, you know, there's a whole bunch of children that are disheveled and poorly nourished and not dressed very well and don't seem to, you know, I mean, talking about going worried. to Mexico and they're with two guys in their 20s yeah yeah, yeah. yeah with, with two <laughs> exactly. copies of miranda rights one saying they have something to hide and one saying they had nothing to hide and, right and everything i mean you know you tell me yeah. you know so but inside the van they did later find a couple of things of note one was a trs-80 computer and a radio shack trs-80 cu- keyboard uh that the fighters members would uh send um uh, the, you know the guys who were driving because there was two vans there was one with the uh, Ammerman and Holla who uh Ammerman and Hollowell and the kids. And there was another van with Toby Terrell who would later leave before this whole thing happened to go mm-hmm. meet Mary and Petty because some crash supposedly happened in Arizona and uh, three other members of the finders. Okay. Mm-hmm. One being Stan Burns. So there were two vans. They would communicate to each other using these TRS computers, but they also could communicate back to home base in Washington, DC using these computers as well. A Chinese English dictionary was found, which is important. And I'll get to why that's important in a minute. Passports for Ammerman and Hollowell were found too. So if they were just driving around the United States, why would they need passports? Mm-hmm. Okay. A brown canvas canvas bag containing some nude photos of children. Now, all now when we're talking, you're gonna hear nude photos of children, nude photos of children a lot. Now the finders just say, Well, why don't you know parents take naked 
pictures of their kids. Well, I mean, you might have a picture or two of your children in the bathtub, you know, when they're young, you know, but it's more than just that. Right. You know, and also they had a piece of paper called the title of the ballot of ballots, which referred to the Washington, D.C. warehouse, a house in the Appalachian Mountains where the free state was Miami, Hawaii, San Diego and China. All those places were known locations where the finders had bases at, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. So the reason why China is important is because Toby Terrell talks about his book, The Game Caller, which is about the finders, that they went to China often, okay? And later, when Ruin J. Martinez breaks into the, the D.C. warehouse, he found the telex between the Chinese government and the finders in the transaction of brokerage of selling children. As well as one of the ch- children, um, Jordan Areco, uh, noted that sh- there was Chinese nationalists that would come by and fre- frequent the um, apartments all the time. And that she actually learned to count in Chinese to 10 from those Chinese um, nas- you know, like nationalists that would, that would come by and th- visit the apartment. Right. Um, so they had strong connections to China. Mm-hmm. Uh, the finders did, uh, which is very interesting. So, why, you know, especially if you're driving around, why would you have a Chinese English dictionary? Why would you have your passports? If you're just going down to Florida, mm-hmm. you know, why would you have these things? And they claim they're going, okay, so first they left Washington, D.C. to go to some retirement community they helped this reverend named Jim Weicker built, built in Berea, Kentucky, known as called New Hope, okay? Mm-hmm. So after being there for a couple of weeks, they left to go down to Florida. But we never knew where they were really going after Florida. Was it the school in Mexico? Was it all a ruse? We really don't know. While this was all going on, the mothers and the finders' mothers a lot would leave the, leave the child, the children. They'd call it weaning, okay? And they would go down there to San Diego, and, and they would go do secretary positions for months, writing supposedly for specific magazines, articles for specific tech magazines and stuff like that. Or it's very weird. Like, why would you leave your children? Like, even if this was a, you know what I'm saying? Like, why would you leave your yeah, children for yeah. a long period of time to go do an odd job? Yeah. Unless you're working for the government, you know, collecting information or, you know, like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Um, so that's where the mothers of these children were. And eventually they would come back and they would get possession of, of their children. Um, but I mean, I guess, how, you know, I just I do a little bit more short, uh, to try to, you know, make it a little more brief or um, the children um, they didn't uh, max, for example, Matt living max Livingston, one of the child didn't know what a stapler or a typewriter was. Hmm. Uh, they talked about pickpocketing adults for fun during Christmas. The women of fighters cult entered the main room uh, naked while the children were there, but they all laughed and thought it was a funny game. Wow. Um, I mean the children, you know, one of the children urinated on the carpet. They didn't know what basic thing, you know, things were, um, they were giving food for, for, for as rewards. Um, when asked about sexual abuse, Jordan Areco would be, become very fidgety. Didn't want to answer any questions about that. Um, and later, when they were and they were examined by Jane Patella of, of Florida Health and, and Rehabilitative Services and Dr. Moore, it did appear possibly that that Jordan Areco may have been sexually abused because her right hymen was absent. She had a large vaginal orifice. Mm. Um, and Max Livingstone lacked anal sphincter control consistent with sodomy, but they, it was nothing conclusive like it yeah. was with uh, McMartin, mm-hmm. uh, where it was obviously with vaginal lacerations and stuff. Like that. It was obviously that children were molested McMartin. Yeah. But this, it's kind of, 
it's maybe, but it's not, it's, I mean, I do have knowledge in health too. I mean, that's what my, my day job is and reading the forensic evidence. It's maybe, you know, right. with McMartin, it's like, yes, with this, it's like, well, it could just been, cause even the doctor talks about it. Max Livingstone could have just been constipated from eating a poor diet. Right. It just appears that he was molested. Um, but get this, you guys might find it interesting. Uh, Dr. Naven Greenberg was flown in and charged Florida $168,000 for his work on the finders case. Well, he was the champion for the defense for the McMartin preschool case that said that no children were molested at McMartin and that Key McFarlane uh, questioned her techniques as the, um, the, you know, the one who interviewed the children at McMartin mm -hmm. and kind of threw shade on that case. We also threw shade on the Jewish Community Center case as well. And he was the one who threw shade on the finder's case too. Mm. According to him, to according to Greenberg, nothing happened and the finder's kids were completely well adjusted. He's a pedophile. No, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I had that, that slipped out. I'm sorry. So they bring, so see, I hope everyone's tracking with this. I know. Is all of a sudden, they start bringing in. It's basically like the the Johnny Cochran, you know. It's like yeah. they bring in the guy yeah. that just happens to be like well, he's super expert, stoked right? on this defense of defending people from accusations of child molestation. They just bring in yeah. the number one hitter for an absorbent amount of money. Yeah, and he just happens to be connected with all these things. And the prosecuting attorney that was going against the finders, he was a good Christian man. Mm. And he, you know, he said that this cult is satanic and it's got to go down. And guess what they painted him as? Satanic panic. A P Christian nutso. Yeah. yeah. Who yeah. clings to his Bible and clings to his guns. That's what the press said about him. The same with same with the social worker, the, the HRS social worker I talked about. Same thing about her. Oh, she's just a Christian. She's just making this stuff up. I mean, what blows me away is at the beginning of this story, it's some concerned housewife sees some kids and i love the fact that she took action i love the fact that that person took action to call the police initially that's that's real awesome what bothers me the most is we get bogged down in these minuscule details that actually overshadow the reality of what's happening do you know what i'm saying it, it almost like you know like are you saying like you get caught up on is this medical thing right. proof of this? Yeah, or I mean, you it... found nude photos in the van. You, th they show signs of, of molestation, and, and you're saying, oh, no, it could be constipation. But there's, these pictures don't tie in at all. Oh, and I 100% agree. That. That's yeah. the main question about this case was, was were, were those pictures pictures of these children? Right. Were, uh, were, were the finders cult children, the ones that they gave birth to, were they molested or were they trafficking other? Because there was thousands of children that were seen at the Free State by eyewitnesses and children were kept in cages. And, you know, that's all documented. So that that's my that's the million dollars. Because if you go if you go to certain social media networks and, you, and I'm not don't harass these people or don't. Anything, right. And you look, they are like. They could have been brainwashed and MK altered enough to, to go along with this, but they're still very close to members of their family. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so part of me wants to say, well, yeah, of course. I mean, duh, John. I mean, you know, of course they were molested, you know. But the rational side of me say, I, I can't, there's certain, there's certain things that I can 100% say for certainty. And I'd like to say, well, yeah, they had new photos of them. Yeah. You know, there's, but the thing is, is it, it, 
you got have to be objective about this because so many people in this day and age, when it comes to pedigree research, they'll be like, well, yes, there's adrenochrome farms where they're harvesting the adrenal glands right. of, of children. You, I mean, I know that's elite, but like at the end of the day, I want to make sure that I'm right. You know, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Because what if I'm wrong? I don't think I am. I'm 99.9% sure I'm right on this, but you know, and, I, and if you ask me, well, John, do you believe that, that, that even the children within the finders, the ones that were found in Tallahassee, were they molested? Likely, yes. Likely, yes, they yeah. were. Yeah. But I don't have – that's a big thing about the finders thing is even with the new documents, they're heavily redacted. I still don't have the smoking gun. Mm-hmm. I still don't have the smoking gun. I got. I, I, I can see the smoke, but yeah. I don't have the smoking gun. I don't, I don't have it. Yeah. Um, you know, there's enough for us to sit around and say, you know, there's enough coincidences for this to make it seem like definitely, definitely that that, that was going on. But to the average person, they need more than this. Which is so ridiculous because there's so much evidence. <laughs> I mean, like just sitting here uh, trying to be as objective as possible. At the very least, there is enough suspiciousness going on, enough suspicious actions or coincidences that... uh lead me to believe that there's something weird going on at the very well, least there's wasn't, something wasn't there uh, any confessions from the kids like weren't they saying oh yeah i was touched here or i was no uh, they weren't there was no confessions that we know of jordan was kind of dodgy when asked about sexual molestation but no unlike mcmartin or unlike the other cases when the finders there was no that we know of indications where the children said they were molested mm. there were not mm. so if I want to go go here real quick, you talked about there's a, two things I definitely want to talk about right now is Patch Adams. Uh, I, I know we briefly talked on him. Do is there anything more about him? And then this free society, the the free state is, um, yeah. I, if you have any more to share about those two things, uh, uh, well, about Patch Adams, I guess we could talk about too. They did find one thing, and you know, it'll go to tie into Patch Adams. They did want to find one thing what they call goat gate, okay, where the children ritually sacrifice. Okay, there's two accounts. One, the children ritually sacrifice the goat with adults of the finders and like removed the genitalia of the goat and everything and butchered the goat. And the children were covered in goat's blood and and, and, the, and the adults were wearing robes, okay? Mm-hmm. Or there's the finder's way of looking at it where it was animal husbandry and it was all <laughs> good faith and they were wearing uh, butcher's outfits where what the robes were so they wouldn't get dirty. Okay. Now I believe it's the first one, not the second one. All right. But from everything that we know, because they count the Metropolitan Police Department will lose it. That's what it is. But okay. So I got to bring it up. Um, uh, Patch Adams. This is what he says about Goat Gate. Okay. What they call Goat Gate. And uh, he, I want to bring, I want to get his exact words. I don't want to misquote him. What other evidence have they uncovered? Ritual bloodletting of the goat slaughter, he added. On the farm, it's called harvest. It's animal husbandry. A practice 13,000 years old. Farmers traditionally include their children, particularly their male children, in the annual fall butchering of livestock. I've met city people who think their milk comes from a carton. Urbanites are often ignorant of the realities of food production. Their way of child rearing isn't mine. Yes, the fighters are strange. Yes, they're misguided. But there are a lot of other kinds of neglect out there. If their children have been neglected, it wasn't meant to be neglect. They mean to give their children enriching experiences. Excuse me. This could be the lesson of survival. If you wanted to show our society it is messed up, this certainly will do it. 
So that was what Hunnam Patch Adams had to say about goat sacrifice, ritual goat sacrifice and slaughter. It's the same thing that Toby Terrell said in his book, The Game Caller. Nothing to see here. You know, yeah, the kids were shown the, the genitals of the goats and were covered in blood. And one of the child, there's a picture of them holding up a slaughtered goat's head. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about any of that. They were wearing robes. No, no, no. It was just, oh, you know, got to teach the kids how it's done in the farm. You know That's what I mean? right, baby. <laughs> it's farm life. That's Farmville for real. Oh, man, that's crazy. Uh, you can't look. I mean, you have photographs of them holding up a butchered goat's head. Well, we've never seen those photographs, but those photographs oh. are alluded to, to exist by both through the media and uh, Ramon J. Martinez's uh, uh, U.S. Customs report. Oh, good. Mm. So somebody's seen them then. Yes, yeah, they so. do. Ex yes. And of course, Ramon J. Martinez was vilified. Um, he was he was he was um, ridiculed by both. He was uh, investigated by Eternal Affairs. Um, his report was there was a woman named Athenia Veronius who now does paranormal investigations. Mm. She used to work <laughs> with the FBI and she lives near uh, near me in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. I want to interview her, her towards the end, the end of the book, even though I'm pretty sure the FBI knows I'm writing it, but still, nonetheless, I don't want to alert them unless they don't already know. Right. Anyway, she comes <laughs> up and she and, and, and Toby Terrell talk, calls her the goddess. The goddess Athena, who's come to save the finders. Oh man! Um, so you know, she 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 was actually who they believe who they uh, based Clarice Starling um, huh. on from Silence of the yeah. Lambs was mm -hmm. Athena Veronius. Well, anyway, you know, she pretty much said there's nothing to see here, and the reason why Ramon J. Martinez made up all these fabulous claims that we're about to talk about what he found at the warehouse was because he was sexist and he was a male, and 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 he wanted he wanted promotion. He wanted a promotion, and that's why he lied about all this stuff, because that's just the man he is. Man, so I, I, here's one thing. like You're talking about how like there's nothing to see here, and this is the testimony, and uh, you're making this bigger than it is. It's, it sounds so familiar to everything like that. Like Immediately, my mind went to Pizzagate. <clears throat> When you hear about, you know, oh, there's nothing in the basement of this place, and there's no kids are down here, even though you see photographs of of podesta in his house with and the spirit yep. cooking and the the bizarre artwork or and, instagram on the yes. official uh comet ping pong of them building right. a basement <laughs> right right yeah but they, but there's nothing is, you guys are overblowing this thing you're making it you want it to be this is what you i mean that's what of. the fbi that's what the Veronia said yeah I mean, it, it, it's even talked about in the leaked documents that every time they brought her up, she said the same stuff. I never saw anything Ramon J. Martinez said. That was all bullcrap. He <laughs> just lied. You never saw any of that stuff. Yeah. Even though the Metropolitan Police Department believed in him and former detective John Stitcher may rest in peace did. And, mm. and Ramon J. Martinez's boss, I talked to him. He's gone on record for this specific part. John Sullivan, former head of the child, U.S. Customs Child Pornography Division, Ramon J. Martinez, for the three years he worked for me, of course, was during the Finders, was, quote, unquote, everything, he never told me a lie, and everything he told me was legit. Hmm. If your boss stands by you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You got to you got to be telling something true. So, John, right? I have another question for you. Uh, yes. Has there, has there been any mysterious deaths surrounding the investigation? Hmm. Other question. than John Stitcher dying uh, within a couple of years after the Finders of a heart attack? No, not yet. Okay. 
Also, I want to make the state that I would never commit suicide, <laughs> that I'm able body melon, and I'm in good health. Yes, we. Yes, it's a, always a good. <laughs> it's always a good time. Exactly. to restate that for us as well. Public, yes. public, we have it on record, and uh, and we agree with you. You're yes. in sound mind. So, uh, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it, so Athena Veronius, I mean, she just, there's one part I'm trying to find in Toby Terrell's book. I have it in my hand right now where she literally, I mean, she, she like pretty much tells them, don't worry, we're going to take care of this. And I'm like, well, what does she need the FBI? Like, right, <laughs> like yeah, what right. is, like, so, so I, while, I, while you're looking for this, you might be able to, uh, shed some light. So we're talking about, first we have the Tallahassee arrest and all this stuff. And now mm-hmm. we have the customs agent, which, uh, I don't, we've just mentioned his name like 20 times in the last Ramon minute. J. Martinez. Ramon J. Martinez. So that's with the warehouse up here in DC. Is that correct? Yes. So what, And the Metropolitan Police Department, not to interrupt you quick, because I just don't want to forget this. Yeah. They were actually trying to subpoena the tunnels under, under the supposed warehouse and under the Metro tunnels are under Washington, DC that are secret. They're right. guarded. They were trying to get that because they thought the children were being trafficked through tunnels. Remember, <laughs> James Alphonsus, tunnels yep. near, yeah. comic, I mean, it, it all connects, don't it? I mean, that's, dude, that's so insane. let's just take a step back while you're searching for the quote and everything. And to, as we start to move into this aspect of the finder's quote, so we have a warehouse in DC. Yes. That is there, there, the Metropolitan Police Department, DC Metro Police, the yeah. DC Metro Police. I've been trying. investigating even before then. They've been investigating the finders for at least yeah. the mid eighties yeah. for supposedly shooting child porn. I mean, there's one, not, one last thing about this. I'll let you go. Yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I just want to forget. No, 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 no. There's a part in the book where John Stitcher is yelling to Toby Terrell and Athena Verodius, like red in the face. I know you're shooting child porn. I know you're shooting child porn in the warehouse, you know, and everything and, 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 and stuff. So, I mean, yeah, they weren't hiding it, but it, it's, no. And I, I mean, I, is I don't I think our audience is well on the on the boat that there's weird stuff here, and this is they're with us on this one. Yeah. That every time, like we did one on the all the the Clinton body count, all these weird things. But when you have the Metropolitan Police Department actively looking in and trying to subpoena and get records that they on the on the whole count of they're filming child pornography in here. They have these hidden tunnels in DC when you like, this is a real thing. And I, it just blows my mind though. And I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You had said that, um, when you keep talking, uh, there was just a trove. I think we mentioned at the beginning on Friday of like 300 pages worth of documents that the FBI just yes. declassified. And you had, you had mentioned to me, um, that the Metropolitan Police Department there, it wasn't, it's not an affidavit. What is it? Uh, it is John Stitcher's supposed, or his partner. Um, oh, what was his partner name? Oh, I can't remember his partner. Um, but it was either him or his partner. One of them, it's their actual report that was labeled secret that I never thought I would ever see. Right. I never thought I would see it. Yeah. So that just got released Friday. And so yes. we're still finding out more and more, but it, 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 it really just blows my mind that the, that the police department was actively looking into these tunnels, tunnels, people, like tunnels, there's tunnels yeah. built underneath this, but, uh, well, you've always heard the crazy story of that. There's tunnels from the white house to camp David, you know, and well, see, that doesn't, things I mean, like that. I completely believe that 100% cause they have to have ways to, uh, I think it was one of the things, uh, it's from like the Supreme court. 
it's one of these buildings. I think it's either the, the Capitol, Capitol or the, Capitol. the Senate. No, you the can ca- get from one of the buildings from one to the other. Yeah, it's underground. I've so been that, on that actually. On the tunnel? Yeah. Oh. It's a train. It's really? Like, yeah, it's a little train. It's a little miniature train. It's like something at Disney World. It's crazy. Wow. It's pretty cool. Finding out more about it. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, and I went to the Supreme Court the same day. Well, look at you. It's a different story. We'll talk. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Jim Bradley. Jim Bradley was the other detective for John Stitcher. Okay. And it, was um, it his testimony? Uh, his no, it was his report. It was either oh, okay. his report or Stitcher's report. I think it was Stitcher's report. And there's another thing, too. Um, Marion Petty is dead. You can declassify the name. Like, John Stitcher's name is declassified. Isabel Petty's name is declassified. Uh, they're dead. Marion Petty's dead. Right. His name's not disclassified in those documents. So was he an active agent? Like, even though he's dead, like, they don't declassify active agents, even if they're dead, unless they've been burned. Right. Is that why his name is not, 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 is not redacted? Or I don't know. This is one of my theories. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but Athena Veronius, according to Toby Terrell, originally told him, and I quote, and I'm going to ask her about this. I won't be able to tell you what I'm doing, but we will be working behind the scenes to put a lid on this thing. Hmm. So the that, FBI. Because she worked for the FBI. Right. And that's actively while, as I keep talking about the, the, the warehouse thing. The, yes. Them, Let's get to the warehouse. Yes. Let's talk about that. <laughs> okay. So the biggest damnest thing that we, the damning evidence that we've had since all this, and I believe that the Tallahassee police department did great work on this until the very end, until they were told to shut it down. Yep. I, I believe the Metropolitan Police Department did their darnest. And I believe that Ramon J. Martinez and his partner, Bob Harold both did their darnest on this too, as well as their boss, John Sullivan. Mm-hmm. And they were shut down. Okay. So at the warehouse, this is where the, 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 the damnedest, you know, this is, this is it. This is where we get to the part where if this is true, and I believe Ramon J. Martinez was correct, because I think of Athena Veronius is a liar, mm-hmm. in my opinion, that this, that what he found was, 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 was true. It really is what it is. Okay. And when we talk about this now, this is not, you know, some of the stuff that we talked about, you know, naked pictures earlier. And there was also one thing I wanted to mention. There was a bond threat that was called too, supposedly by the finders hmm. about the children where they were staying, had actually moved them to a secured location uh, when they were in Tallahassee police department uh, custody, in their custody of the child protective services in Florida too. So um, one second with that. So there is a bomb threat called into the location where the children were being held by the Tallahassee police or the yeah. the state yes. government. Yes, there was. Yes, that's in the Tallahassee <laughs> police department document. What? <laughs> like, yeah, that, there was a bomb threat. So who knew that they were there, right? Yeah, the finders, exactly. right? Yeah, exactly. Or the government, either one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay, I'm sorry. That I just that. That there's, is, there's so much, and, I, and also I want to personally go on record thanking the Tallahassee Police Department because you did not redact any of your files, and I think that was because you were mad. Yeah, I think <laughs> that's because you were mad. Should be because yeah. uh, it's funny because the, the FBI they released the Tallahassee Police Department documents in this dump and previous FOA dumps, mm-hmm. and uh, they're redacted. Well, guess what? I have the unredacted ones, FBI, <laughs> and uh, I think the Tallahassee. I think you kind of pissed off the Tallahassee Police Department with telling them to cover it up. That's yeah. just me. That's me. <laughs> Um, so a raid was conducted where R- Ramon J. Martinez, um, you know, was there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so there was a raid done on the, um, uh, on both the apartments and on the, uh, the, the warehouse. So at the apartment, one thing when the raid was done there, there were, you know, computers, printers, numerous documents, uh, finders member Stuart Miles Silverstone was found there. Um, 
they found uh, documents, in, including information on uh, impregnation of the female members of the fighters, purchasing children, trading children, and kidnapping, how to kidnap children, wow. or telex messages using MCI account numbers between the computer terminal believed to be located in Silverstone's room in the W apartments and other terminals across different unknown places around the world. One telex ordered the purchase of two children in Hong Kong to be arranged from a contact in the Chinese embassy in Hong Kong. Another telex talked about the need for bank secrecy. Other documents related to the high-tech transfers to the United Kingdom. <laughs> Numerous property information, information on terrorism, explosions, and evasion of law enforcement. Um, I mean, the W apartments had a satellite dish and an antenna. Uh, special instructions were found on how to continue moving children to believe uh, to avoid police detection. Um, so yeah, I mean, oh my, God. just normal stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just you know, I mean, just you know, normal stuff. Let's just put this in perspective. If there, if Johnny Q Public, somebody said, "Hey, I think this guy is a pedophile," just a, some weird dude. And they raided his house, and they found half or one tenth of what you just mentioned. The dude would be in jail, done. Not even. A I question. mean, also they found a Chinese nationalist there. We talked about China earlier. Yeah, you know, yeah. his name was Jezing Wong. Um, you know, discovered from a telex that was later found during the lane that that was his name. He was a graduate student in anatomy at Georgetown University, and then on his visa issued from uh, the United Kingdom. Uh, yeah, he was just there. Just, just there. Just there. Just there. <laughs> just hanging out. Oh, man. Okay, and so... And there was holes in the basement of W Street, too. I forgot to mention, too, as well. A food <laughs> hole, too, that Jordan Arico had mentioned in her own testimony to the Tallahassee Police Department. So they they had banking information. They had information on how to move children without detection. They had orders. They had, yeah, like orders to bombs, purchase. Bombs. Bombs. Purchase. I mean, this is like federal, federal, federal everything, like... It goes way, way beyond. Right. <laughs> so what ultimately happened after that? So that is when... Oh, hold on, I'm not done yet. Oh. That, that was just what was found at the apartments. I'm not to what was found at the warehouse. Okay, oh my sorry, goodness. sorry. Okay, so Ramon J. Martinez meets with Detective Metropolitan Police Department Jim Bradley to search the Finders warehouse, okay? So they find new photographs of members of the Finders, some new photographs of children in the group, one that accents the child's genitals as on display. Oh. Numerous files pertaining to the activities of the Finders from London, Germany, Bahamas, Japan, Hong Kong, Malaysia, Africa, Costa Rica, Palestine, and different places of Europe. Files of commercial properties and Finders fronts, a file entitled, quote-unquote, Pentagon break-in, which referred to members operating in foreign, foreign countries. Intelligence files on private families separate from the cult. The warehouse contained a large library, two kitchens, a sauna, hot tub, a viewing video viewing room, and a doctrination center, quote-unquote. Wow. Uh, the group had a capability of the warehouse to produce its own videos, training areas for children. An altar was in the residential area of the warehouse. Many jars of urine and feces were located in the residential area. The warehouse had a satellite dish. Um, and remember, the Finders Main Warehouse was located about four miles from the affluent Sheridan Calaroma neighborhood in Washington, D.C., of course, that area was where uh, Republican lobbyist Craig J. Spence supposedly ran his brownstone ring with Lawrence E. King of the Franklin scandal. Uh -huh. uh, very close in that same area. Two brownstones in that same area operating. Very interesting. Yeah. Oh, my. <laughs> I'm like totally – I'm speechless. I'm literally speechless. Yeah. I, what year was this? This was in the late – 1987. Okay, so it was late 80s. Oh, yeah, some of the books they found in the warehouse, too, I forgot to mention, uh, concerned mind control. You said there was an altar? 
Yes, there was. There was also an altar found outside of the uh, apartments too, like a stone altar, hmm. like rocks together. Yeah. Um, as well as one of the initial complaints that made the Metropolitan Police Department investigate the finders were calls that they were practicing Satanism, um, which the Metropolitan Police Department supposedly blew off to a little bit of degree. Um, as well as they also supposedly found altars out by the Free State too, as well. The Virginia Police uh, State Police found altars there too. So that just proves the connection of the cultic, you know, influence. Right. And so, so here's a point uh, you had uh, read over and it was, uh, I can't remember how it had, uh, you can uh, reread it once I, once I say what I'm trying to say, it had, um, uh, it was talking about how to produce children, not mind control, but uh, fertility. Well, actually had to like, yeah, fertility, impregnation right. of female members of the finders. That's it. I was going to say that was one of the things. Again, I'm just jumping uh, to kind of put things into modern context and to go to an earlier point. You might know exactly where I'm going with this. Is that Jeffrey Epstein? Yep. Had th- that he had plans that he was trying to do. Uh, what was it like? Genetic. Oh, yeah. Um, but basically, he wanted. He had this like, sperm plan. Farm. Yeah. Yeah. To make children yeah like to impregnate multiple thousands he wanted he wanted to impregnate thousands of women with his sperm yeah to create he wanted to make his own race like his own like his own super super epsteins (laughs) right (laughs) so they were uh, i i'm just to do i'm just trying to put stuff together here i'm not making any claims but it seems like they were trying to do something very similar or at least yes some allegedly yes yeah that is what's crazy it wasn't wasn't it called New Hope or something? That was not not the area we're talking about. That that was a place that they went to that was run by this reverend named Jim Weicker, and also monastery schools were in that area too. Were also implicated by Henry uh, Tilden Skip Clemens uh, as these network of monastery schools that were molesting children, supposedly part of the similar to the daycares in Virginia. Right. Time. Was that in Virginia? Um, that was Kentucky. The, okay. It was in Kentucky, was New Bira, Kentucky, which is below Louisville. Gotcha. New Beret mispronouncing yeah. it um but i mean you know even if you look at just a general how the finders raise their kids they talk about a lot in toby terrell how they would bring them to the free state and you know they would just let the kids do whatever they want and the kids the the the, they, the, the, the finders would be hands off and they would kind of like rope them around outside or they'd be able to take each other uh, care of each other in this cabin but they were always quote unquote watching them and through how they met mary and petty one time is they lighted up all these candles to to petty's cabin and uh, or no, it was actually it wasn't Petty's cabin. It was like uh, near this like river, this like pontoon thing that Petty could stand on. And the children never really seen him before. And they like led him to him while he was like standing around all these candles <laughs> and stuff, like a god figure. Right. And uh, and so they're like, oh, yeah, I mean, at the bare minimum, like I, I do believe that is likely that. I mean, again, like it's it's likely these children were sexually traumatized and abused or, or the mm-hmm. fighters were abusing children if they, they weren't abusing these children, but these children were neglected and abused and should have been taken away from the parents, the fighters cult, just based off of, I mean, if you look at how they were raised, just based off of that alone. Right. right yeah. It was an army of feral children out in this commune thing. So does the con- They called their place paradise. Which- the part of the free state where they raised the kids was paradise. Nice. Of course, right. Yeah. So that's I'm just I mean Jim Jones. That's all uh, like that's the it's classic like cult uh, 
just thing that, that which is far beyond that's just so insane uh do, do does do they control i don't even know where to begin i'm trying to say this uh is the free state does that still exist here is it still is there people there is it like, I, I don't know now but i will know when i go there okay <laughs> what about the awesome. uh what about the buildings in dc are they the warehouse and the apartment they or? still exist to my knowledge i have not been torn down are, are they Still owned by Marion Petty's uh, Mary, estate. We or? don't know any about any of that. Uh, okay. We don't know really what happened to the fighters. They didn't really disband. I mean, some people left, like uh, Jordan's mother Paula Arico left supposedly and founded her own Seekers and Settlers cult down there in Tallahassee, Florida. <laughs> funny enough, of all places. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, the, the fighters supposedly broke up. Um, but you know, I mean. Marion Petty's sons are still around. David Petty, who, uh, um, which Petty one? One of his children allegedly flew for Air America. Um, hmm, he, he puts up, you know, he puts up on social media. He's part of the First Earth Battalion. You know, the men who stare at goats. You know, so yeah. do I believe the finders is still going on? Of course it is. But so, I I would agree with you because stuff like that doesn't uh, just go away. Was there? Has there been any George Petty? It was his son George, George Petty. Petty. I just want to get that. Has there been any legal action towards any of the stuff that is that we've talked about at all? Has anything come of any of it? Has there been none? Anything? Hollowell and Almerman were acquitted of all charges. <sighs> were, were any of the children that were you know in their care that were discovered to be abducted? Like any parents come forward and say, "Oh, that's my kid." And nope, they were all all those children that were in the Tallahassee were allegedly all children of the fighters' parents, and I think they were. There's yeah. enough of the evidence to show yeah. that. Now, other children that have been found in the Colts or other children that were mentioned and stuff like that, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but I, and there, and during the investigation, there when they were trying to figure out who these kids were, they were contacting everyone in the brother and getting tips from all over in the United States. Maybe it's this missing child. Maybe it's this missing child. Yeah. Maybe this, you know, they were they were in contact with Neck Neck. I haven't one hundred percent verified this, but supposedly from the new documents, Neck Neck's phones were allegedly bugged too. Hmm. I haven't confirmed that, but I, I do think ninety percent of that might be true. Um, but from from what I've read and from what I've heard, it comes from a trusted source. Um, but. Again, you know, and of course, Netmech, I don't trust him either. Athenia Veronius actually went to work for Netmech, funny enough. Wow. Um, wow. And I, I do have connections to modern day Netmech being definitely, but that's a tangent, I guess. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, these children, the children, the, you know, the children that were found in Tallahassee, um, they were all supposedly children of the finders group. Um, all all, yeah. uh, all blood, um, yeah. six children. Okay, okay. Um, now it, you know, I don't want to go down to a deep rabbit hole. Maybe they weren't, maybe they were, you know, mm-hmm. it's only so much we can believe in, um, but, or disbelieve in, but there were other children. There were many numerous children at the free state that right. has been documented. Eyewitness reports. I mean, yeah. children came and go out of the finders, you know, so what about those children? You know, right. that's the question you ask, right. you know, and it is, it is, it is not, and it does happen sometimes. Not all pedophiles act on their own children. Right. Um, some act on other children, exactly. you know, and some act on their own children too. Right. Um, but, but so I don't know, like, all I can say is, is these children from the evidence that I've seen were, you know, their mothers and fathers were in the finders call. Mm. Well, DNA tests could help that, but it's almost, it's been so long now. It's, they're moving on, I guess, you know, 
Well, all charges so, were dropped against yeah. Cameraman and Hollowell and the statute of limitations too. I mean, Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but I, but yeah, nothing was ever done. Just like Lawrence C. King, he went to jail instead of running the pedophile black woman freeing in the Franklin scandal. He went to jail for embezzlement. Right. Yeah. Embezzlement. Yeah. And he, you know, he got free and he went to go work with opera Nova in Washington, DC teaching kids opera. Of course we got, you know, a group of us got him fired from that and, and everything and went to go work for the Washington Redskins to help children and stuff. You know, he ran a, he cannot get away from kids yeah no. he's still free today he's still walking around today still walking around today still alive walking around probably lives in like where i live <laughs> lives in, he lives in what he lives in rest in rest in virginia uh, oh, oh my gosh. Oh, uh we don't live in reston but i know where that is oh yeah <laughs> you know exactly um, where it is John, this I, is we, insane, man. I, the world needs Jesus. I know, <laughs> I just, man. Oh my God, this so is. I, but I got. I still got one more question. Okay, okay. I, I got to ask John. Yes, yes. So you would. We talked about like when Petty started, and he was funded by someone. He was given authority. He was given opportunities that were handed to him because he was probably an operative for the CIA. Have has any of that stuff been fleshed out or proven, or is there any any way? And any reason that we would know why they would be well, doing it was that? released that Marion Petty's wife, Isabel Petty, did work for the CIA. Granted, as a secretary, right? Well, but she did work for the CIA. That was proven true by the leaks. We already knew that, though. Yeah. Um. I mean, is there a smoking gun? No. But you need to ask yourself why the CIA always knew about the finders, right? Even since the sixties or seventies, why were they keeping tabs on them? Do you if think it wasn't in them? You, you know. So I mean, can you speculate for me? Not on you know, this is nothing for like, I won't hold you to, but like, is no, you, I'll speculate hundred percent. Do I believe that Marion Buford Petty was a CIA agent? Yes. And, and what would he, what would have been his purpose? What, what do you think? Uh, to facilitate black. child trafficking, uh, for the, for blackmail for brownstone purposes and for gotcha. the enrichment okay. of funds. Cause child trafficking and, and child pornography is very ludicrous, lucrative. Yeah. Um, both, both. <laughs> collection of information and dissemination of information. Even, even the metropolitan police department admitted that, mm. of course they said it was non vital information. I, I disagree. Uh, Marion Petty was walking through a nuclear, uh, a, a nuclear bases in the, uh, late fifties and sixties uh, without no one with him. So you tell me, you know, I mean, if he's got the power to do that or the power to like, okay. So um, one of the detectives from Culpepper, I forgot his name too. He, he tells the Tallahassee, Lee Hart, he tells the Tallahassee police department. Yeah. You know, uh, we're thinking that uh, Marion Petty's just going to hop a, hop on a plane at Andrews air force base and just disappear. Wow. So I, I, mean, and, I was going to say when, which is, I think, a, a very important point when just a, an interesting little thing that I just thought of when you were talking about the dissemination of information. And um, I would presume more, you know, I'm going to speculate here. Um, obviously, I have zero knowledge of trafficking <laughs> children or anything like that, dear Lord. Um, but one would presume that if you had in a system in place or some sort of apparatus that was in place that you could send children f across the world and you could get away with sending children. Yeah. Then you could send other stuff too. Like that is a perfect, th 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 the work's already there in place. You could sneak around anything else and get anything you wanted in or out of the country. 
information. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, they were they were uh, you know writing for journals, you know, and right. newspaper organizations. One of them is actually writing for a tech journal currently in a major newspaper. Dear um, Lord. Uh, Carolyn said is finders member who's one of the one of her children. BB said was one of those found. Um, uh, she is a current writer, writer for uh, San Francisco Gate as a business and tech reporter. Wow. Um, so I mean that's what a lot of these finders did. They brokered information. Uh, they had actual a CIA linked uh, computer training company called Future Enterprises that was leaked to the finders. <laughs> a link to the finders. Uh, the finders members were a part of it. They were training CIA agents in computer programming and techniques and stuff like that back then. Uh, the finders were training CIA agents um, at the Futures Inter Future Enterprises, and that's leaked. And that's, there's other businesses in the documents that are redacted. Right. We don't even know that the finders were, were you know, they had connections to the CIA that we don't even know of. Um, hmm. So, I mean, you know, they, they brokered information. They probably, through the CIA, through Operation Mockingbird, disseminated information through mm -hmm. all of these newspapers and journals that they worked for. Right, right. Um, I mean... I, Lord knows. We, I mean, we don't really know. I mean, it's only, I only, I mean, I've been researching it for three years and I only know so much, you know, you know right, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, it's deep. It goes way it, it's <laughs> deep. When you said it was tentacles, you're right, man, Rosie. You, yeah. You'd be like the octopus. Yeah. That's, that's so absurd. Well, man. Yeah. I, I mean, I it, it never ends. I don't, I mean, I, I mean, Spiritual warfare is real, people. I yeah. mean, you know, and your government's involved, and I don't know what else to say. I mean, Merry Christmas. Yeah. Happy yeah. Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, don't, I, I mean, I wish it wasn't so. I'd like to believe in our government and our elected officials and stuff, but I mean, when you got these, you, I mean, it's just too much. It's just too much. It's just yeah. too much evidence. And I mean, that's what I was trying to think. Uh, I was kind of speechless because I'm just thinking of like, I, I want to say like, hey, listener, Sorry, like there's no there's no real good way to even wrap this up. It's just like this is this is yeah. it, and like well, nothing happened, and they're probably still it's doing still this stuff. Today. It, yeah, yeah, it's they this just, is they just changed location names and and what and it's just they've learned from their mistakes and they're just they just get better at it. Yeah, and yeah, like you said, the the people the uh, <laughs> I don't want to get too hippy dippy or anything like that, but the the physical person changes, but the position or the role that um, that particular person, uh, you know, someone, Fills, yeah, so, yeah the, the role needs to be filled and it gets filled with people that are all too happy to be a patsy or yeah. not even a patsy. It's not even a patsy because they know what they're doing. They, they'll be the fall guy. They'll do it for oh, the, the billions, the billions earth, of dollars, the, yeah. the earthly possessions or, yeah. you know, stuff like that. It's, uh, or they're into it, or yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, I mean, I, I mean, I don't. I mean, it, that's the thing is, is did Epstein get? Was Epstein murdered? Was he? Like, I mean, we really don't know. You we know, I hate to get too conspiratorial, but we don't. Yeah, but so, we, but we do know he was a sexual addict. I mean, that is true. You know. and, 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 and I mean, but even if you look at the way he was hung and how he was hung, hung oh, yeah. himself, and like none of it makes any sense. Like, how did he jump off his bed and do a backflip at his age? And, right. I mean, so <laughs> I mean. I, that's the thing is, is that I I don't I don't know how to end this. I don't know how to say you know other than you know uh, watch it. your children and right. raise your children with God and, and, yeah. and let them know what they need to look out for and spiritual warfare is real people and uh, and you know and love Jesus with all your heart. I don't know yeah. what else to say. Well, I mean, that's I think perfect. Yeah, well, it is true. And I and I think you can I could add to that if you don't mind. Um, yes, like we we talked about this on our Nifty Fifty special, our fiftieth episode. We talked about why are we doing what we're doing. There is, in Genesis 6, there's a Luciferian system 
that's mm-hmm. been put in place, the Babylonian system that's in place, and it's been in, at work since the beginning, and it has morphed and taken different shapes and ways that it's been exposed. And at the end, it will be destroyed, and there will be a theocracy with Jesus sitting on the throne, and it's going to be amazing. It's going to be incredible. But we live in that system. Unfortunately, you know, the king of this of this world is Satan, or the prince of this world is Satan. This is his domain. And uh, until God takes it back, till Jesus takes it back and restores it, um, it's going to be his playground. And so this is what we deal with. We deal with pedophiles and satanic cults and the real evils masked behind all kinds of hidden things. Yeah. <laughs> and we're just going to expose it. And I love what Galatians says. Paul says he is he has uh, paraded them around with victory from the cross. That he's basically right. he's basically disarmed them uh, through the victory in the cross. And so Jesus is the only way. He really is the only answer through this. So, Amen. Yeah, yeah man, that was my sermon for the day. <laughs> John, you're amazing. <laughs> yeah, I have uh, honestly like I. The amount of work, you said you've been doing three years of the work, the amount of work and just what flows out of you when you speak about this, it's so informative and it's so overwhelming. And uh, man, I hope that you can keep keep at it. And I hope that the smoking gun falls in your lap someday so you can actually be the one that gets the opportunity to, to reveal it, you know. Yeah. Thank you very much. I was weird. All of a sudden, my phone just started just start start playing YouTube like out of nowhere. <laughs> so that was weird. So I had to go over there and turn it off. I was like, "What the?" Um, but yeah, I mean, de- definitely thank you all for that, and, and 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 I hope so too. I hope that I can get down to the bottom of this, and if there is any truth to it, I, ho- I hope that people are held accountable and justice is served. If there's not any truth to that, then I hope people are vindicated. Yeah, so, you know, I, I go as an investigative journalist, even though I am a conspiracy theorist too. I still go into it thinking, hoping that you know that that it, you can't go on. These people are guilty. You have to go on the basis that these people are innocent, no matter what is thrown upon you. And so you just cannot deny it anymore with un, over, you know, too many beyond a shadow of a doubt. Right. Yeah, um, right. And, and, and I, I, I do believe that I am there yeah. um, at this point. Um, but I definitely want to thank you guys for having me on on all out war. Hopefully I can, you know, come on again. Yes. Uh, you guys will have me on again to discuss, <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> discuss matters such as this. And if anybody's yeah. down, you know, I, like, I don't, I, I want to end the podcast on, you know, I, just, just love your children and take care of them. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's talked about in the new Testament and, and, and revere them and everything. And, and just realize that Satan only has a, 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 a brief period as uh, a, a, the ruler of the earth. Um, and it's all, it's all false, you know, just like he, you know, try to tempt Jesus with everything. And, and uh, though the powers that be may be doing all these evil things and everything like that, that one day that, you know, Jesus will, you know, it's foretold in Revelation, you know, God and Jesus will, will win at the end and this will all be cleansed and, and everything. That's right. And, and, and so, you know, just look look forward to that and just do your best with your family. Just try to be with them and, and everything. And, and, you know, hopefully, like I said, justice, you know, earth, I would like earthly justice to be served, but I know that heavenly justice, you know, divine retribution uh, will be served one day. That's yes. Right. <laughs> yep. And it will be. So good. <laughs> I, yes. I hope if we don't get to see it here that uh, I envision God like bringing all of us oh, and yeah. saying like, hey, check this out. Like yeah. you're finally like we are all I hope we are all able to witness 
like it's gonna be the a destruction. It's gonna be a lake of fire beach party, buddy. That's yeah. what it's gonna be. Yeah, we're gonna watch them get tossed in, and we're just gonna have a big beach party and just like yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, John. Thank you so much for your time, man. And uh, like we said at the beginning, uh, please go check out his stuff. That's right. Um, he has. This is only one thing that right this is only one thing that john talks about and i was gonna say that the most amazing i'm gonna uh you know what whatever it is um you talk about so much stuff on the on, on your channel your youtube channel the podcast you have that i honestly don't hear anywhere else and like the name of your channel we've read the documents i mean that's the best way to yeah you you do incredible research and i want everyone Please go support John. Go watch his videos. You will learn something that you've never heard of. That there's so much stuff that I could just uh, pat you on the back for, I guess, so to speak. And uh, but, dude, yeah, thank you, and please keep up the amazing work. Yeah, man. don't don't stop, man. Yeah, I will, and you guys too as well. I'll be listening. I am a fan of all out war, the podcast, and everything. Until next time. Yeah, absolutely, man. Love you, brother. Thanks for listening to the All Out War podcast today. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you want to know more, you can visit us on the web at alloutwar.us or you can find us on Twitter at alloutwarcast. Hey, thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time.